I will continue to share the vision I believe God has for us here at Queen of Peace, that is a building a Catholic culture and community where all of life is shared, where the fullness of the faith is proclaimed, celebrated, and lived. Why is that? Because I believe that's simply the gospel, what it means to be Christian. But I cannot be the only one that wants this. I need all of you to want it as well, to believe it's worthwhile to invest your time, your talent, and your treasure in. We have more adults in Bible studies and small groups than ever before. We have nine people already signed up to take classes to become Catholic, and it's this early already in the year. We have more people praying an hour a week in the Adoration Chapel than ever before. More and more people going to confession. I had to get ready for Mass today, and there were still four or five people in line that I was unable to hear their confessions before Mass. We have more young people in our youth discipleship groups than ever before. More and more people coming to Mass and even daily Mass. And we have the most students in our school for 20 years now. But this growth can only continue if you support it, if you invest your treasure in it, if you support it financially. Your generous and sacrificial offering makes all the good things happening here possible. And if we don't have your generous tithe, the growth isn't possible. We do not have a future. Now, I believe our parish is worth your tithe. I need you to believe our parish is worth it as well. This past Christmas, Bishop Daniel Felton released his pastoral letter, Healing Hope and Joy in Jesus Christ. And forgiveness is a huge part of healing. I would like to say that I think it's maybe 90% of healing, being healthy and healed, is forgiveness. One, receiving God's forgiveness, especially in confession. We've kind of focused in on that the last couple of weeks. We had our back-to-school penance service last week. But the second part is forgiving others. When we forgive others, we experience great healing in our lives. And our gospel this week is a beautiful illustration of forgiving others. I'll start with the end of our gospel first. Then in anger, his master handed over the servant who didn't forgive the other servant to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. And Jesus says, So will my heavenly Father do to you unless each of you forgives your brother from his heart. We're obligated to forgive others. It's not an option if we are to be followers of Jesus Christ. I was listening to a Catholic call-in show a while back, and the host was a priest, and he was actually talking about some of the more challenging teachings in the Catholic Church. And so one caller called in and said to Father, Father, asking, for example, young people not to live together before marriage That's just too much to ask. That's impractical to ask these days. And the wise priest said, impractical? Impractical? The whole gospel is impractical. Of course it is. Loving your enemies, blessing those who curse you, forgiving your brother 77 times, all of that is impractical 
It's difficult. It's hard. But it's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. So how can we forgive? What can help us to forgive others? One, I think the first thing is to recognize that we have been forgiven much. Our gospel today, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount and he had no way of paying it back. We must not read this and say, oh, that's a good story. We must immediately recognize that we are that debtor, each and every one of us. People today, I think, even Catholics, we don't realize that our sins, even small ones, are infinite offenses against God. And we shouldn't downplay them. We owe a great deal, a great debt that we cannot repay. Yet God freely forgives it, freely chooses to forgive us. Second, it's realizing that any offense us against us is much smaller. When the servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. The gospel is clear about that. Every other offense against us, no matter what it is, and some of them are big, yes. Some of them are very traumatic, yes. But relative to our sins and offenses against God, they are much smaller. We must have humility. It's tempting to take things personal, to exaggerate our self-importance, to think that people's offenses against us are so big. I'm reminded of King David in the Old Testament. There's a time that he's walking with his soldiers, and there's a guy who starts cursing King David, saying all these bad things about him. And one of the soldiers says, Hey, your majesty, do you want me to go over and lop off this guy's guy's head? And King David, in his humility, says, No. What if God told him to say that to me? He was humble, in a sense, to able to receive that criticism. St. Thomas More, we know his story. He opposed King Henry VIII, who wanted to divorce his wife, and who eventually set up his own religion in England. St. Thomas More was in prison, and one of his last letters before he died, he was writing to his daughter, Margaret. And he said to Margaret, he said, Although I'm innocent in in this case, if it so pleases God that I die for my many other sins, then so be it. We don't deserve anything, ultimately, even forgiveness. But God freely chooses to forgive us. Thirdly, I think it helps to acknowledge that the person who has offended me is a broken, fallen person, as we all are, acting out of their brokenness. Notice, the king was moved to compassion. Let him go and forgave him the loan. Why was God, why was this king able to look with compassion? Because he sees the brokenness of this individual, the inability to repay back the debt, seeing that this person is acting out of his brokenness, his fallenness, his weakness. That's the way God looks at us without anger, without resentment, but with compassion, realizing that we offend, we sin, out of our brokenness. And because God knows that and understands that, he looks at us with compassion. 
It's a truly beautiful thing. A true Christian culture and community. Friendships, marriages, families, schools, parishes. Because they can handle imperfect people. Like all of us. Why? Because of forgiveness. Jesus uses the image of the wineskin. If you have an old wineskin, which is, was usually a goat skin, and it's dried, and you put in new wine into it, the new wine, it starts to ferment. Gases expand, and what happens? The wineskin bursts because it has no flexibility. The new wineskin is flexible, so you put in the new wine, it ferments, the gases go, and the skin is able to handle that movement. The same with any sort of Christian community, family, marriage, because of forgiveness. We're going to have bad days. We're going to fail. We're going to be weak at times. Yet because of forgiveness, it can handle that imperfection and imperfect people. My friends, forgiving others is tough. It means we have to come down from our high level of superiority We can't say that we're better than others. We can't hold something against them. They're no longer in debt to us, right, if we forgive. And part of us likes to claim that moral superiority. But it also leaves us hardened of heart, resentful, angry. We can be held enslaved by our unforgiveness. And therefore, forgiving is healing. It frees us as much as it heals the one we forgive. And finally, forgiveness is an opportunity to be like Jesus Christ. When someone offends me, it actually is a great opportunity. What an opportunity to be like Jesus. Forgiveness is one of the greatest witnesses of being a follower of Christ. On the cross, Jesus says, Forgive them, Lord, for they do not know what they do. It takes patience to forgive as well, so be patient with yourselves. Why? Because it involves our memory, it involves our emotions and our passions, and those take time to be purified and to be healed. But we have to choose to want to forgive. And if you find it hard to forgive, pray. Pray for the individual. Just one Hail Mary a day. When you start praying for someone, asking the Lord to bless them, you'll find your heart starts to open up to them. And slowly by slowly, your heart will turn Yes, forgiveness is impractical. It is tough, but it's healing for us. And by doing so, you are being like Jesus. You are being worthy of the name Christian.